Good morning, everyone. The second and third largest bank failures in U.S. history happened earlier this year. As more large banks came under pressure around the world, there was concern that the contagion would spread out of control. The Federal Reserve and U.S. Treasury, along with their counterparts in other countries, stepped in to backstop customer deposits. This action was seen by many to not only be necessary, but a proactive approach to calming fears and reassuring citizens that the banking system was strong. The government did not save equity or debt investors in these banks. This is exactly how capitalism should work. The risk takers were wiped out for making a bad bet. The average citizen was protected and all is well in the world, right? Not so fast. There was a number of banks that did not require the government to save them and their depositors, but remain in a really bad situation. Take First Republic Bank as an example. The stock price plummeted and customers withdrew billions of dollars as they watched Silicon Valley Bank fail. The largest banks in the country stepped in to contribute approximately $30 billion in deposits to First Republic Bank in an attempt to strengthen the prospects of survival. Crisis averted for the time being, but now we are right back where we started in recent days. The bank stock is down more than 90% year-to-date, and it fell approximately 50% just yesterday after a disappointing report, which highlighted a 40% drop in customer deposits in Q1. Simply, First Republic Bank is not out of the woods, and it is on the brink of collapse. If First Republic Bank was to fail, it would be one of the five largest bank failures in U.S. history. That would mean that three of the five largest bank failures in history have all happened in the last four months. Insane. The potential collapse of First Republic Bank is important to pay attention to because it highlights the ongoing problem for financial institutions around the world. They are still holding hundreds of billions of dollars in debt that is underwater. The mark-to-market losses would render many of the organizations insolvent. The only potential path out of this situation is for government to step in and save these financial institutions. They can do it in a number of ways. They can try to manipulate the accounting rules as they have done in the past. They can print a significant amount of money, or they can let the banks fail while saving the depositors. I don't think they will pursue the first strategy, so my expectation is for the government to print more money over the next 12 months. We are not only facing a private sector bank crisis, though. There are a number of central banks that are under immense pressure as well. Let's use Argentina as the example. Inflation is over 100% in the country in the last 12 months, and the central bank just raised interest rates to 81%. Think about how crazy that is. Anyone holding pesos has lost 50% of their purchasing power in the last year, the definition of destroying a currency and your citizen savings. Whether we are talking about central banks or the private banking sector, the pain is only just beginning, it appears. Jason Karayan and Stacey Coley wrote in the New York Times, quote, on Friday, Moody's downgraded the ratings of 11 regional banks, citing a deterioration in the operating environment and funding conditions. In calls with investors about their latest financial results last week, regional bank leaders tried to cast the crisis as a moment that had passed. The banks also distanced themselves from rivals still caught in the storm, like First Republic, which reported on Monday that it had lost $102 billion in customer deposits. End quote. The leadership of the banks continue to say everything is fine. Moody's is downgrading many of them. First Republic Bank is on the brink of failure, and it feels like the average citizen in America is asleep at the wheel. They believe the banking crisis has been thwarted. We all have moved on. That is a dangerous situation. The banking crisis is still underway. It doesn't mean that catastrophic, it doesn't mean that catastrophic failure is inevitable. In fact, I would argue that the banking sector will survive this test and thrive on the other side. The government and central bank are heavily incentivized to protect depositors and prevent a full-on bank run of the system. They don't have very many tools to accomplish their mission, though. So turn on the money printer and watch it go. Markets need liquidity. Everyone knows the Fed was going to create tighter financial conditions until something breaks. It looks like we are watching many of the largest banks around the world buckle under the pressure. The question is, has there been enough pain or will the Fed seek more before they wave the white flag? Your guess is as good as mine.
Hope all of you have a great day. That brrr, that I just did was absolutely hilarious. And so I'll talk to all of you tomorrow.